0: everybody. This is Bob Mackey, your host of Retronauts, here with a little disclaimer. Uh, if you're looking at the running time of today's episode, you might notice it's a little bit shorter than the ones we usually do, and there's a very good reason for that. You see, about halfway through recording, our trusty podcast MacBook decided that it was, uh, it was done recording for the day, and it didn't let me know that, and so by the time we got to the end of our session, I noticed that only about 24 minutes had actually been recorded, which is a total shame because we had um, Ray Almeida and John Griner from Monkey Paw Games. And the second part of our show had a lot of really interesting anecdotes from John in his time in the game industry, which dates back to the late 80s. So hopefully we'll have John on again and he can tell more of those interesting stories at his time uh, from his time at Hudson. To make up for uh, I guess our truncated episode today, I have a little contest I'd like to announce. Uh, thanks to the fine people at Monkey Paw Games, I have three Burger Time um, prize packages which consists of a Burger Time World Tour T-shirt And a copy of the game for Xbox Live Arcade. Now, to enter this contest, it's extremely simple. All you have to do is rate and review uh, Retronauts on the iTunes Music Store on either Thursday, November 3rd, or Friday, November 4th. By writing a review and submitting it on either of these days, you'll automatically be entered for the drawing for one of these three prize packs which i like I said consists of the game and a t-shirt and this is not my attempt to bribe listeners like I said uh in the past I want honest feedback uh and honest reviews if I see you give me three stars I'm not gonna be like oh he's not winning burger time no no you'll still be entered so don't worry uh, I don't want to make this look like I'm bribing my readers I just want you know feedback and hey I want to get back to you guys too because you're so great and you're always very positive and uh very very nice about the whole switchover from jeremy to me so i appreciate that and this is like my first real uh opportunity to help you know give back to the audience a little bit so please rate or review the show um on itunes either on thursday the third or friday the fourth and i'll go to the itunes music store i'll look at the entries i'll uh i'll devise some some random scheme of picking a name and i'll find you and then i'll mail you um the t-shirt and send you the code for the game inside simple so yeah uh like i said i'm really sorry about what happened with today's show it is completely the fault of this macbook and um i might set it on fire at some point so yes revenge will be had but anyways uh enjoy this episode uh what's left of it anyways and uh yeah i think it's uh what's there is still good and you can judge me on it thank you this week on retronauts we ask where's the beef (laughs) Everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Retronauts, uh, episode 28. Retronauts Live, episode 28. Ray Barnhold is already groaning at my uh, mm-hmm. intro uh, tag. But hey, you know what, Ray? Uh, maybe I should be ashamed. Anyways, uh, today's episode is all about Monkey Paw Games and their new release, Burger Time World Tour. And uh, yeah, by the way, I'm Bob Mackey, your host, as usual. And uh, hey, you know what? Why don't I introduce the rest of my crew uh, to my right, who I've already mentioned, but please introduce yourself? I am Ray Barnhold. Hello. And uh, who are you, Ray? Well, um,. I'm about
1: six foot. Um.
0: Okay. <laughs> no distinguishing marks or scars. No. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, uh, and you're not on the on the loose. No, no, no. Okay, great. And to raise right, we have John Greiner. And John, please introduce uh, yourself and who you are.
1: I'm president of Monkey Paw Games. Okay. So um, we've been running Monkey Paw for about two and a half years, and we operate out of San Jose, and also out of Hokkaido, Japan.
0: And John, can you please tell me uh, where, uh, how far in the in- sorry, how far back in the industry your uh, career goes? Uh, Just so our fans, now. I'm sure we'll get into it.
1: About 25 years. Awesome. So. Uh, so yeah,
0: John is a real veteran. And then we have
2: Ray Almeida, also with Monkey Paw. I am the uh, the marketing and the PR manager for uh, for all of our titles. Awesome.
0: So, yeah, today is sort of a special episode where I've been trying to get these guys on for the past month or so, but, uh, you know, uh, things aren't always worked out the way we want them to in this industry. But they're here today to talk about World Tour and also a few other things like Monkey Paw, their place in the industry, and John hopefully will talk a little bit about his time at Hudson, which uh, stretches back to the 80s, right, John? Yep. Awesome. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So, uh where do you guys want to start? I mean, there's so much to talk about, and I know you want to talk about Burger Time World Tour, which is something I'm also interested in. But I mean, uh, we also have your company, and then we have uh, John's history, which are all interesting topics. So, where do you want to go from here?
2: Um, I guess whatever is the uh, the, the tastiest. Stuff part of the uh of the podcast here which hmm. was obviously on Burger Time, right? Yes. <laughs> coming out on uh, on Wednesday Xbox Live or uh it's been a long time coming and we're really excited about uh finally uh having uh having the franchise come back for uh not only the the classic uh, game players and the retro players but uh but everyone, just hmm. everyone going ahead and, and realizing on what type of uh, big franchise Burger Time is.
0: I see and my question uh my main question for you is uh why did you guys choose Burger Time out of all the possible properties maybe you had access to? Did you just see a lack of Burger time related? I mean obviously there is because uh, Burger time seems to be one of those franchises where everyone remembers it just because the concept is so iconic and you know original, but it really hasn't received a lot of games right there hasn't yeah. there hasn't too many uh, Burger time games a few I mean there's a couple of sequels and
2: you know. I guess we're not going to count ports uh, and things.
0: Peter Pepper's Ice Cream Factory. Was that one of them?
1: <laughs> you
2: can.
0: <laughs> it actually was. You're right. Yeah. Uh, you
1: know, I, I think the real um, inspiration from Burger Time came uh, when I was at Hudson in the U.S. We um, we had Burger Time on mobile, and Hudson has a lot of iconic titles, but Burger Town, Burger Time outsold everything, hmm. and it was just we were really surprised by the the following that the game had. And so, when we made Monkey Paw, one of our first ideas was to really join, you know, kind of bridge a gap between East and West. And so, uh, Burger Time was a title that we knew had that cachet and hadn't been redone in a long time. And since we had it in our profile for so long we had a lot of ideas on what to do with it and how to make it new and how to really attract a new audience. We we know that the old schoolers all know it but um, the game's 30 years old so you also have to bring younger people in and teach them what what it is. Maybe a lot of people have heard of it but I think as the game gets older not that many people have actually played it.
0: And out of nowhere, a special surprise guest has entered, and please introduce yourself.
3: Hello, I'm Chris Kohler, the editor of uh, GameLife at Wired.com.
0: And Chris is making his grand return to Retronauts because yes. I neglected to invite him uh, on it's, many episodes. It's understandable. It was nothing personal, Chris. I'm just still getting to know people, just so you know. So, I, uh, oh, absolutely. I'm a Chris Kohler fan.
3: Let's not. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's nice <laughs> to be here. This is my first time in the giant, giant IGN offices. Mm-hmm. I had to be escorted by Mr. Parrish. Mm-hmm. Um, Did he pat he, you down? he He did, but not for weapons, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's just weird, right.. Yeah. Do I you have to check saying, in your
2: yeah. costume at the uh, the reception desk?
0: i I had to yeah mm. unfortunately. Yeah. That's too bad. but uh, Chris, we were talking about Burger time now,, yeah. uh, monkey Paw's here to kind of promote Burger Time World Tour and also talk about their place in the industry. <laughs> and John's also going to talk about his time at Hudson. And right now we're talking about Burger Time, and Ray mentioned earlier how the first game is pretty difficult. Would you agree with that? It is as far for me. as arcade games go, I, I mean, would s-
3: it was it was a it was a tough arcade game. I remember trying to play it as a kid and just um I'd be like, oh man, I run on hamburgers and the hamburgers fall out. I would never, I would never complete a hamburger. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would get, I would get to like it would it would be like a, it would look like a double down, you know, <laughs> yeah. not a hamburger.
1: I think it's one of those things where the rules seem obvious just by looking at the screen, but once you start playing it. Becomes a little more vague, I would say. Yeah.
3: But, mm-hmm.
1: And so that—that's where I
3: think where the confusion stems from, at least for me, when yes. I was little.
0: So, based based off of this, uh, now keep in mind, I have missed playing uh, demos of this game, and I'm sorry for that. Just excuse my ignorance on this fact. But what kind of concessions have you made uh, to make Burger Time more approachable for a modern audience? Because obviously, it was popular on cell phones. Uh, with that same difficulty intact, but to make you know more robust, downloadable title, you might need to you know expand on, on the mechanics some more. So maybe you could elaborate on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's definitely part of it. I mean, you when we looked at the license, we had to decide who's our target. So of course, we want old schoolers to um, to recognize and love the game, um, but we also have to bring new people in, or it's not feasible. So um, you know, we had to make. I don't want to call them concessions. I think we just what we really tried to do is evolve the game and to create a new world but use the same AI, use the same uh... mechanic in the game so basically what we've done is first of all expanded the world and put it on a cylinder Mm -hmm. so that you're running on the outside of a cylinder making your burgers and having that effect gave us a few extra things like 3D so then you can you can see what's happening behind with other players if you're playing multiplayer and you can get a, bi- a bigger, bigger, better sense of the world. So it really made the world much bigger. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's necessary because you can't just have one screen of Burger Time. On, you know, that wouldn't really be a, an evolution of the game. So what we really wanted to do is to create the same feel of the game, but to bring it to a bigger, wider audience. And with that, um, we also introduced, as I just said, multiplayer. Um, we introduced platforming elements that um, you know make the game. Yeah, I don't want to call it bigger, but it's making the game um, a different challenge. So all these things are uh, somewhat of a, of a departure from the original mm-hmm. Burger Time, but we thought it was really necessary to do so.
0: Uh, uh, did you have a question, Ray? No. no. Okay, does the main character, my question is, does the main character have uh, more of a means of self-defense in this one? He does. Okay, thank God. Yeah, because I can
2: probably go a little more. Oh, sure, go for it. So, like with the uh, the whole camera system, I mean, it's like a essentially, it's still a 3D world, but you're still going left and right in a in a 2D kind of plane. I mean, it's not anything where it's it's difficult to kind of navigate yourself around the whole level, but the camera system allows it, so you can actually see through the world and you can kind of just strategically map out which burger you want to go ahead and tackle next. So having that kind of element in there and kind of going above, you know, numerous platforms and moving enemies and stuff like that. Uh, I think the biggest thing is the the ability to over and go ahead and jump over your enemies now. Usually you're getting stuck when the enemies are chasing after you, but the ability to jump over them um, gives you a faster way to go ahead and complete your burgers. And at the same time, it allows multiplayer to be a little bit more varied, you know, rather than being stuck on a certain plane. Allowing you to jump over your characters, get over to burger, and literally get the main thing—getting that burger done as soon as possible—is hmm. your number one objective. And having all the combination of power-ups, and uh, you know, we have like hot sauce that you use, and everyone gets flamed everywhere. And um, all those little little elements not only make the game a little bit more uh, challenging, a little bit more varied for for newcomers. But allows people to uh, to go ahead and and realize that this is a this is a, a retro revolution, a kind of different reimagining of of the Burger Time franchise that is uh, is inter- interesting and and really fresh for a lot of people. So hmm. you're
3: not being slavishly devoted essentially to the gameplay of the original. It's really taking that because Burger Time, I guess you know. What I was trying to say earlier was that it had more in terms of concept than execution. It's, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. run yeah. on top of burgers and the burgers fall down. Right, you know, right. this is really hard. Versus, you know, so you can take that concept of run on top of burgers and burgers fall down, but then not be so married to the elements mm-hmm. of the original game. You can just take that to new places with this. Mm,
1: exactly, exactly. So, so we think it works well, and we think it's um, it's a, a maturation. What we like to think is that. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't get to talk to the original creator, but uh, we wanted to get that kind of vision, you know, where he would have taken the game 30 years later and what the game could become. So you need to make it you know, viable for this generation of users and this generation of, of hardware. So um, as you said, you can't really keep it in that static form. You really have to make it a bigger, better world.
0: So for DLC, do we have like Boca Burgers, uh, for the vegetarian <laughs> set? Sorry, I had to ask.
2: Well, there's one really cool thing that you know, a lot of the uh, the fans of Burger Time, and we really, really do adore fans. We really listen to every single one of their uh, their um, their ideas that they want to have a certain game being brought back or a game being revitalized in kind of like the the vein of Burger Time. Um so yeah, on day one we're gonna have a DLC available for free oh, on wow. a uh a free dashboard theme for Burger Time. So all those hardcore Burger Time fans can go ahead and have that uh laid out on day one um run on Xbox Live Marketplace and download it for free.
3: And if you buy the game used, uh there's no tomatoes. <laughs> oh jeez. That's how they get you. Yep.
2: Hmm. Um but we do have plans for for other DLC definitely, um later in the future and we'll announce that probably a little later on. But uh um, some definitely exciting stuff, especially when you have a, a game, a fun game like Burger Time to go ahead and, and theme a lot of the uh, the fun things around it. Yeah. Know, it's, it's not like, just uh, all about Peter Pepper. It's all about the condiments and stuff like
0: that. As Chris was saying, uh, I think the original Burger Time was really more about the concept than the execution, where it was extremely difficult for me. I'm not knocking Burger Time at all. Yeah. It's just that uh, it is an arcade game made to take your money in that, in that respect. <laughs> but um, the concept is like one of the most creatively awesome concepts in the world. As far as video games go, and I think you guys are lucky enough that no one has really tampered with it. You're lucky enough to re- be revisiting it, you know, without, you know, uh, some idea of what Burger Time should be. It still has always been the original concept of burgers falling and you know food chasing you. So, I mean, as long as you include that, you're fine. So,
1: <laughs> angry food, by the way. Oh yeah, angry food. Yeah, very right. angry. Right?
0: Who let the angry food in the restaurant? That's yeah. my question.
2: <laughs> we we actually gave some of the uh, the, the the enemy foods. Uh, numerous names like the uh, the ha- we added a habanero pepper as new enemy we named it haba de Niro. Uh, uh, oh, or, Yeah, you saw just frankfurter. Um, yeah, I think that's just the
1: tip of the iceberg, isn't it? You guys really punned it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, are there still fried eggs in this game? Because it was that a very Japanese touch, right, of the original burger time? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sunny. fried eggs. Yeah, Sunny.
1: Yeah, he's there. <laughs> there. Yeah,
0: yeah, sunny he's he's like, the egg is in there. Yeah. He's there to provide the fusion. Yeah, Japanese American
1: fusion.
2: Mm. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. It's funny because this game is a Japanese game. And as I mentioned before, that's what we're trying to do is, is bridge east and west. And I've, I've lived in Japan for about 25 years. Mm. So um, it's one of those things that is unusual in that the game is actually more popular in America than in Japan. Hmm. And so when I'm telling the Japanese that I'm bringing the game out, they're all, they're all like, ah, oh, Bagga time, you know? <laughs> it's like is that the one with the
3: ghosts yeah, and the docks? Is yeah. that that game?
1: <laughs> they don't quite get it uh, uh, basically in America everybody knows that name, you know, Burger Time. Yeah, yeah. it, it is a is a well known title, but uh, yeah, the Japanese with a little prodding, they they remember it and. Um, I know that most of our sales will come from the U, from the U.S. So that's mm. for sure.
2: We love to eat.
1: Yeah, we do. We're a nation yeah. of hamburger eaters, exactly. So
2: yeah, I don't know how many hamburgers we're gonna end up finishing this week. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm, I'm all hamburgered out already. So right.
2: Well, no. the original game
3: absolutely played off of that Pac Man idea of, oh, people loved it. Well, women, apparently, is the, you know where the Pac Man idea came from. Like, oh, women love dessert. Let's make a game about eating right. And desserts, right? <laughs> right. So, then Burger Time clearly looked at that and was like, let's make a game about hamburgers. Right. Everybody loves hamburgers. Right. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. It just taps into that primal urge of you play the game and it's like, uh, what? go, go.
2: Just eat thinking about food and hamburger. making it into a game, I think the original Pac Man creator looked at a pizza, right? And that's how he figured out how to make Pac Man. Yeah, it's, I mean, all, it's all
0: food related. <laughs> We really are like just have one track minds as human beings, don't
2: we? Right. Yeah, food mm-hmm. food yeah. first. Right. Everything else follows. Yeah. Speaking of pizza, can you guys bring back Yonoid?
3: Uh-oh. <laughs> see, see, are request. we getting? Are we really getting into the, can you guys bring yeah back? <laughs> Think about the, yeah, of the on, franchises. On, on, on
2: all of our social networks and emails, um, man, we get a lot of requests, some yeah. really, really mm-hmm. wacky ones, but, you know, someone's really opened your eyes, like, I didn't realize, you know, that game had a game and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but you know, no, I definitely right. know. It. <laughs> I want a sequel
0: to uh, MC Kids yeah. and uh, Cool Spot. Yeah. It's <laughs> still <This laughs> just uh, McDonald's, wishful well, thinking. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm.
3: So, where are you guys kind of right now as a as a company? I mean, I know that you had originally started bringing over like Japanese PlayStation One games to PlayStation network right, and so now you're doing original stuff i mean is it all is all of that still ongoing, or have you kind of transitioned from older games to newer games
1: no nope, we're we're doing both um as i said our our mission is kind of to to bridge these diverse societies and to bring Japanese games to western markets and vice versa bringing bringing Western games to Japan as well so um, you know, it kind of takes a life of its own once you start and start supplying things. As Ray said, we, we listen to our fans and we get a lot of requests for some crazy games. And so it's it's not a real moneymaker, quite honestly. It's just, um, you know, supplying people with that bridge that we have always wanted to do. And, um, you know, being in Japan for so long, I, I have an ability to meet some of these people and, and get a relationship going. It's really hard, I think, for... Usual Americans to do that because they don't live there. You got to live there You got to be in front of them all the time and Mm. show them face and all that So it's just just by chance that I've lived there so long that that's been helpful. Mm. And um, So yeah, that's how we started with it. And we're still gonna do that. We still um, You know, we've got another what nine games on tap right now Um, And I think I can mention this because it's it just I just found out today um, a great title Vanguard Bandits will be releasing November twenty second. Wow! Oh, cool. Wow! So, if you guys remember that one, we, I do. Yeah. We've got a couple of uh, other RPGs up there already: Alundra, uh, the Arc the Lad series, and mm-hmm. of course that one's in Japan it, or is in English. Right. So
3: And so, of course, you're working closely with with Victor. With Vic, yeah. To, to yeah. Get those games out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I've known Victor for for years and years, of course, and um, of course. and then the other stuff, you know, the the games that are really um, otaku uh, Japanese games: Chouiniki, Gaia Seed, uh, Desmond Plus, all that kind of stuff is. You know, there is a a very strong fan following for those games, mm-hmm. and so uh, we just try to keep it going. And it's really hard to do it because not that many companies um, can clear the rights themselves. So we get a lot of requests for games that we really want to do, but because the rights are so convoluted, it mm-hmm. it's becomes impossible. Right. So, I mean, of it, course,
3: you did a lot of virtual console stuff. You know, when, when the Wii was first coming out, and Hudson did a lot of TurboGrafx uh, stuff, and I'm sure you found then that you know just sort of navigating that the Minefield of old rights, it's a minefield, like it's a minefield,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's like I had a lot of questions about this just because, um, well, I guess uh, Chris mentioned uh, Victor Island and you did too, John. Uh, what is your working relationship like with him? It, because it seems like a good majority of your releases on PSN are former working designs titles, and how exactly does that work? I mean, uh, you said you're friends with Victor, right?
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's
0: like the seed that he say, Hey, uh, let's get back together and you know, put these games out, or
1: yeah, I mean, we've done um, our RPGs have been done with Victor, so uh, because. They've got to be in English, and right. so um, you know, like I said, I've known Victor for I don't know, fifteen, twenty years. We used to work together back in the uh, PC Engine, Turbo Graphics days, and uh, just an old friend. So yeah. uh, when I started doing this, he came to me and said, "Hey, let's let's do these other games. Yeah, can you swing it?" And so I talked to Sony, and because Alundra and Arc are are Sony titles, actually. Oh right, yeah. So yeah. that that again took a long time, and you know, it it seems. Like a quick throw-up, but it's not. It's really hard to do this kind of stuff, and it just takes time. Uh, but it is a lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate all the love that we get from our fans. So it makes it worthwhile. So, hmm. so Victor, yeah, just a good buddy, and uh, you know we've been working together, and um, you know he's got a lot of love for that fan as well. Yeah, the definitely. Japanophile fan. So, yeah, we just try to keep people yeah. um, satisfied. Hmm. And I would like to personally thank you for bringing over that Choaneki for PS4. <laughs> Oh, Really. <laughs> Guys made that, headlines when that came out. That is a yeah. showpiece if there ever was. Yeah, one. it's. it's, <laughs> so. uh, we, you, it's you know, it's funny because Sony said to me, "Okay, is this is the first time that Sony's ever allowed um, non-translated games to come yeah. to the PlayStation." Yeah. And so it was a it was kind of a seminal moment. And uh, you know, the Sony guys are great. They really, uh, you know. Just love these guys because they bend over backward for us to get these games out. And they they know it's hard, so they're doing as much as they can to help us. And one of the requisites that they said was, hey, bring over the weird and wacky. Like, you know, let's throw people for a loop. Let's give them something that is really going to make them notice. And, of course, you know, uh, Choniki was on the top of that list. Mm. We've been looking at other titles. that um, LSD is one of those titles that everybody wants. (laughs) And uh,
3: Wait, wait. uh,
0: What is this? I should
3: know what <laughs> yeah, this I is. It LSD? Is. <laughs> I, can't say I've ever heard is of it. Is it an RPG? Really? No, I, it's
1: no. It's the weirdest title you've ever seen. It's it, it is LSD. I mean, you're basically uh, um it's not an RPG. I it's, think
2: the technical term is it's a dream emulator.
1: A dream emulator. Yeah, exactly, wow. exactly. Good good uh good categorization. So, um You know that's that's one of the wacky ones. Um, We got some others on the list. Pepsi Man is one of the ones we've been really trying (laughs) hard to get. Oh, nice. That's really tough. Of course, it's Pepsi. So, uh, but we're still working on it. And uh, Victor is tireless. You know, he doesn't work for me. We're just you know, just you know, working with us. But Mm -hmm. uh, but he's really been working hard for that as well. So hopefully Mm -hmm. one day we'll get that out again.
0: In in the case of uh, finding rights. To games, getting people, people to sign off on things—is it a case that normally, if it's difficult, it's because the the company just disappeared off the face of the earth, and you can't find a representative, or is it a money issue? Like, what are the common problems you run into as a publisher, Both. as far as okay?
1: Both, and that's a good question because um, you know a lot of our fans don't understand why it's so hard. But um, first of all. You know, we can't, we won't charge more than 5 99 for a game that's that's not translated because, hmm. in fact, I wanted to do it for 4 but Sony said, no, it's got to be 5 whatever. The point is give, giving people something that's reasonable. Um, the problem is that a lot of games, it's not enough to make it happen for the original title, you know, the license holders. So they don't want to do it because they don't see enough money there. Hmm. And, you know, it just happens that sometimes that drags it um, into a um, in situation we can't do it. Um, but a lot of times it is the other part where it's just a license or convoluted. We we can't find the original right holder or there's one piece. Like if you have a, a license that's been divided up into four different groups and you can't find one of those groups, then... It's DOA. Right. You, you can't do anything about it. So that not, happens a lot too.
0: I'm not sure if you can say anything specific, but has there been like one great like white whale of a game that you just can't find? You know, the right person that needs to sign off on something. You can't find the licensor? Is there just one thing that it's just impossible? Times? Yeah.
1: What's that? there's tons yeah there, there, there's there's been a lot actually, yeah. <laughs> anything uh, that you're like
0: personally invested in though, because I'm sure there's got to be something out there that you just wish we could have get our hands on, but just it's impossible
1: uh well, the most recent one was was thunder Force, mm. so we try to get that, and just can 't nail it down mm. um and then there was some from titles that uh you know we could get the rights, but they wanted more money for it, and you know um it, it's hard because it, like i said it's just not a it's not a a profit center or anything like that it's right. just trying to get things up and to um you know create that that following and to make sure people um uh, know that we're trying to help them play these old great games so hmm. um hard to do
2: yeah i mean like there's there's a ton of games too but the main thing is that you know at, at the end of the day you know some there's always a way to eventually have someone change their mind whether it be by uh a lot of fans going over crazy and doing these you know thousand you know hundred thousand letter uh, petitions for a particular game uh what game comes on mind? mother three probably comes best to mind oh yeah main. yeah definitely um but uh but when it comes when it comes down to it i mean we we, we do have a lot of game requests and if, if the right game request comes in we're obviously going to listen to it and it all depends on on fan support you know if people go ahead and have that interest for it, you know buy more of our games or or uh, have an interest towards these sort of things, just go ahead and mention it, and we hope to, to help evangelize that thing as well.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good point, right? Because I think, uh, you know, when we first started it, nobody even wanted to talk to us. Hmm. And uh, so uh, I have some, some good help in Tokyo, but uh, but it was hard because there wasn't a, a model for it, and nobody could see what the dynamic or the, or the financials were for it. So the more we can sell, the more we can get pretty much and um just the way it works you know
0: unfortunately that's where the show cuts off but uh since uh chris and ray Barnhold and uh ray Almeida and uh john griner are not here to say goodbye i must say so in their stead and i also want to remind you guys of a few of the things i always remind you of such as please follow us on twitter at retronauts um please check out our blog just google for retronauts blog and you'll find it we don't have a really easy uh, address like i've said before and you'll find um, a post for every episode we put up tells you what songs we use gets more information Uh, there's show notes everything like that and we also have a lot of great writers who are doing other posts not necessarily related to the show so please check that out too and um, as I said in the beginning of the show, remember to enter the Burger Time World Tour Retronauts contest, you just have to rate and review the show on iTunes between uh, Thursday, the 3rd of November, and Friday, the 4th of November, 2011. Uh, that's basically it. Like I said before, you don't have to write a positive review. I just want a review in general. And Writing any sort of review helps the show uh, climb the rankings of iTunes, and in doing so, we will have access to better resources, I can justify spending more time on the show, and so on. So if you like Retronauts, hey, you know, review the show, and this time you might even get a chance to win, um, you know, a t-shirt and a free game. So, hey, everyone wins. But anyways, thanks a lot, you guys, and I will see you all next week.